Hey folks, this is Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Uh, hey, this is Heath from Team Table War Hawaii. And welcome to the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast, where our aim is to provide Dark Angels players with the tactical and hobby skills that they need in order to enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. In this month's episode, in our new release section, we're going to look at some made-to-order goodies just in time for Christmas from Games Workshop, along with some Horus Heresy new plastics. In MetaWatch, Heath has two tournaments. He's going to go over the, his results with us. Indeed. In our main segment, we're going to recap the podcast uh, and how it's done in the year 2022 with some maybe some insights into what we're going to try and do in 2023. Uh, it's the last month of the year, so we're going to look at our hobby challenge totals. Uh, hint, hint. Uh, there's a very clear winner and loser this year. And finally, yeah, I think, I think everybody's a winner. I think everyone's oh, a winner here. Yeah, I have. That's fair because I got a lot of mm-hmm. painting done this year, and I'm very happy with that. Considering uh, all the other painting I did for my other mm-hmm. sub projects, uh, and then in our community interactions, last but not least, uh, we had a whole bunch. It was popping off uh, in the comments section this last month. So lots to talk about there. So new releases. We're gonna get going since there's so much to talk about. Uh, Scorpius Whirlwind. It is coming out in plastic. It will be sixty dollars. I'm excited. I've bought two of these. One was third party. One was an actual Forge World one that got delivered to my old house after I moved and I've never gotten it. And yeah, that was bad. So I'm excited that I can get a plastic one and it's a lot cheaper than what I tried to pay to get other ones. And I still think with the way the rules are written now, if they don't, even if they don't change, there's some sort of Scorpius Whirlwind Dark Angels list out there because we ignore the minus one penalty and we can put them back into Devastator Doctrine, and yeah. I just think there's something there. There has to be. Yeah. So, so okay. Well, one. <clears throat> so, World and Scorpius, the big thing here. Uh, in in Eighth Edition, it was a it was awesome because it, it could gone. fire twice. It could fire twice. Yeah. That is gone. Um, but its Scorpius launcher is a clearly superior, you know, to the regular whirlwind. Um, yep. So it's a heavy 3d3, a strength 6, AP2, 2 damage. Yep. Uh, whereas the traditional whirlwind is, I believe it's strength 7, AP1, 2 damage. Yes. Uh, blast, you know, blast and uh, can target units not visible to bear. So um, <clears throat> that being said, uh, it does not have the whirlwind keyword. It has the whirlwind Scorpius keyword. So it cannot be used to trigger the whirlwind stratagem that makes people fight last. Uh, and ignore mm. Overwatch and 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 no Overwatch, but I mean that's not a bad profile if you're trying to yeah. clean up stuff that's sitting behind behind obscuring terrain, right? Uh, just holding an objective. So yeah, there you go. Uh, it's 170 points uh, without any additional stuff and a CP and a CP, which is kind of if you're running a battalion, you've got it because um, you probably have Azrael in the battalion, but. Yep. There you go. So anyway, um, there. Yeah, not not bad. Not a bad plan. Uh, not a bad choice. You can definitely make some use of it. It'll get more. It'll get four to five shots on average, uh, which yeah. is good. So, yeah, there you go. Well, and it helps now that if people are going to be playing leagues of Botan and they're running that min ten man squad, if that if that I don't know if that's in the list because I haven't seen any Botan lists where I'm at yet. But if the it's real know, good. Um, can, the, those, those Votan those squads, those Votan squads are good. I will talk about that in the in the tournament okay. section. But uh, okay. yeah, I played Votan in a in an honest way for the first time, 
and they're 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 good. There's there's a lot there. Excellent. Uh, there's some made to order uh, chapter masters. So if you have some of these old classic minis, Heath, uh, they've like the the OG plastic Space Marine Commander box that's coming out. You can get the Armor Through the Ages set where you've got the sort of original like what we would consider the original Horus Heresy kind of style minis and like the guy that has like just the visor helmet. You know what I'm talking about? I think about? I know what you're talking about. I think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the old, old armor. Mm-hmm. They've got one of the starter bucks, Space Marine Captains, made to order, the Lord Executioner, uh, the hero, additional hero section, like the lieutenants and the standard bear from the uh, Dark Imperium set. That Those guys are coming back. Jump pack chaplain's an option, the librarian and Terminator armor. And then the Masters of the Chapter, which is kind of like an Ultramarines thing, but like it's got a guy with a power axe and a power shield or a storm shield, uh, thunder hammer guy, dude with a sword, dude with a sword and a storm bolter. They're kind of neat. Um, uh, the OG so Tech Marine. This um the made to order the Masters of the Chapter set. Yeah. Um, they were so I have them in metal, uh, and I managed to get them you know like legit pro painted uh, off eBay. And they look beautiful. They're really good. They're really nice models. Um, so, like, there's actually lore behind each of them. So, the uh, like in the traditional chapter organization, the guy with the thunder hammer is the is the uh, master or the the captain of the fourth company, which is traditionally in the Codex Astartes the master of the fleet. Uh, so he commands, you know, the 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 chapters, uh, you know, spacefaring assets. Uh, the hammer is supposed to represent the power of an orbital bombardment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. um, I don't the sword, the sword and helmet guy. It's a slick looking model when it's painted in like a nice, you know, shaded up green. Um, I don't remember what the chapter he is, but the the axe and sword, or the axe and board guy. But the uh, the storm bolter and the power knife that's supposed to be the master of the tenth company, which is the master of scouts. Yeah, uh, and you know, they're 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 slick looking models. They I would okay. you know. I don't think this paint job or these pictures on the GW website really does them justice. Um, I can perhaps, uh, if you remind me later, I'll see if I can take some pictures of them with uh, with my nice camera, and uh, and we can put them in the put them in the video chat on you in the video on YouTube. Uh, but they look they look good when they're done right. They look good. So, nice. and I actually have this OG Tech Marine too. Excellent. Yeah. Not the librarian though, <laughs> but yeah. Nice. Uh, and then they don't have a pricing or anything quite available for it yet, but they did announce on their Heresy segment or Heresy Thursday segment that a plastic Typhoon tank's coming. So it's the Spartan chassis, but it's got the mm. right. demolisher-sized cannon on the front. Although it's called a Dread Dread Hammer Siege Cannon, but essentially it's just a giant Vindicator is what this thing is. Uh, so Vindicator's already pretty giant. Uh, yeah. Giant or Vindicator? Okay, all right. Yep, so that's yeah. what's coming out. And I just thinking about a year in review, uh, I find it funny that this is the one section I thought we'd run out of stuff for first, and in two years there's always been some new release for Space Marines of some kind every month. Well, yeah, they're like Space Marines. They're Space Marines, man. Like, Imagine if we did all our podcast. Like, <laughs> they're always going to be, well, 20 years ago we got a new Aspect Warrior. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man. well, there you go. But no, no, there's always new Space Marine stuff. That's the bread and butter. They used to say back in the day, I remember they would say that uh, 
GW sold more cash value of Space Marines than they did of all of Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I could believe it. I have no data point to, to prove or disprove that, but it kind of checks with chart. I, I can kind of see that. So Yeah. I can see it. All right, he's so talking about paying the, the bills, paying the Pied Piper. How did your two tournaments go that you've had? Recently? Well, I have two tournaments to report on. Uh, one I alluded to in our last episode uh, with Alan, uh, but because Alan was you know with us, I didn't want to you know we, we want to fo- focus right. our discussion on him and his experience. Um, <clears throat> so I went to two events, uh, both on Outer Islands. Uh, so the first one uh, was at was in Hilo, Hawaii, which is on the Big Island on the windward side, uh, at a game store called Slow Your Roll. Uh, so this, I went, uh, I went two and one. Uh, so I had three games, uh, the first one versus Votan, the second one versus Space Wolves, and the third one versus a uh, mixed Eldar. So, uh, briefly, I will run down my list. Uh, I kind of previewed some of what it was, uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of episodes ago, I changed it briefly since then based on some some test data I got like a couple days before the tournament. Uh, so I had, pardon me, I'm not looking at the camera because it's on my phone because I can't it's get battle scribe up on my thing. Um, so I did a one battalion. So it had Azrael's the Warlord, uh, Ezekiel with Mindworm, Aversion, and Righteous Repugnance. Okay. So that's the fight last power, the minus one to hit power, and the reroll everything power. Uh, an interrogator chaplain with a jump pack. Uh, his are his uh, powers were. Uh, he's clearly the master, the you know chief, the chief right. one, the master sanctity. Uh, he had catechism of fire and canticle of hate. So that's the plus to charge, and the plus one to wound uh, the closest unit in range. Uh, which is kind of a weird combination, but I, it made sense to me, right? And then his relic, he had the benediction of fury, and he was a wise uh-huh. order. So it's kind of a mix of a smash chaplain and a buff chaplain. Uh, okay. So they had three troop squads, uh, assault intercessors uh, with a power sword, uh, infiltrators, and an intercessor squad. And the intercessors, uh, I found the points to put a power fist on the sergeant. And nice. that has come in handy a number of times. And I would highly recommend doing that because it turns them into something that you can actually make a legit, a legit melee threat uh, when push comes to shove. Uh, so in the elite slot, I had five assault centurions uh, with flamers and hurricane bolters. Uh, one of the uh, so the centurion sergeant instead of the hurricane bolter, he had the assault launchers, which are the thing that let me for one CP in the charge phase hit somebody nine inches away with a either a D three mortal wounds or uh, you fight last and lose an attack. Take the choice. That's pretty good. Um, it didn't come up. Uh, there's probably a point where I could have. Um, and I think there's some interesting play in that in that you know in that kit because it doesn't require you to charge that unit. It doesn't require you to charge anything. In the charge phase, you can just blam blow this off and see what happens uh, for one CP. Okay. So uh, I'm a fan of the Centurions. They did a lot of work this tournament or in that tournament. They they did some stuff. Um, yeah. So then I had five Deathwing Knights. Uh, the sergeant having the mastercrafted flail. Uh, and then everybody's favorite apothecary uh, with yep. the reliquary, the repentant. Uh, then the heavy support slot, I had uh, five eradicators with melter rifles and seven hell blasters with assault, uh, assault incinerators. 
So this is a bit of a difference. The previous version of this, of this I talked about, I had an Inquisitor. Uh, I took the Inquisitor out because I, I tried two squads of three Eradicators, and I didn't like, like, it just wasn't quite enough. And so I combined them back to one so I could focus, just like absolutely focus down one thing. Uh, I also learned some other stuff during this tournament about how Eradicators work that's I mean, you know, I learned a lot about using this list over the course of this three, this event. So, uh, oh, yeah. And the fast tech choice, uh, controversial based on conversation with Alan, <laughs> but uh, one squad of Outriders. Yeah, there they are. One squad of Outriders. Uh, so the idea here is my testing of this list showed that it was very slow um, because Centurions move four, Terminators move five. Um I got nothing else really. <laughs> I'm just gonna slowly progress up the board at you, and I didn't really have an, uh, anything that could quickly redeploy or contest an objective that's out range or or seal up a flank. And the outriders are there basically to um, either charge ahead and like you know make somebody think about an objective uh, or block like or basically just be a move blocking tool. Uh, which is right. what they ended up doing, uh, and actually to some good effect. I was able to just like push them on a flank, sit them there, and nose to tail. You can't get through here with anything that's going to charge. If you do, I'll just throw a transhuman on them, and they're probably going to survive. Uh, at least stop your you know melee threat from coming through for one turn, uh, which actually worked. So, um, and yeah. if you if they're going to get the charge on something, they're going to hurt it as long as it doesn't have armor contempt. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the list. Uh, I said it went two and one. Uh, the big thing I learned about this list in my testing was that Centurions, even though they're T5 with four wounds and a two-up save, are still delicate because uh, they don't have... You can't transhuman them. So they can take shooting reasonably well, uh, but the volume... you know, But like, if someone gets a dedicated close combat unit into them, they're going to die before they get the chance to swing. So what I what I started doing was I would screen them every single game. I just put my five man assault intercessor unit right in front of them. It's like if okay. you're going to charge into these guys, you're going to have to come through these guys first. They will they'll pop transhuman. You're not going to kill them all, and the centurions are going to are going to walk into you next turn and make you feel it. Uh, and that was a big shift in how I played how this list was performing for me. So um, okay. that's a good tip yeah, the, there. So shooting durability. They're, they're fine. You know, like the minus one, minus two. You put them in cover in the beginning of the game, deployment cover. They're taking two up saves against minus two weapons. They're taking three up saves against minus three weapons. Anything worse than that, you know, they got a four up interval save because Azrael's there. Uh, and they draw a lot of fire. And honestly, you want one of them to get killed so the apothecary can res it and give you like four free inches of movement to charge with. Yeah. So that is, that's, yeah. Um, that's how it works. Uh, it's so. Uh, my first game was into Votan, um, a gentleman named Dalen. Uh, so he had, mind you, this was Saturday morning, the day that the the second half of the Votan model release came out, and your boy had two Sagittars and a Land Fortress painted. Oh gosh! <laughs> so, um. He he got three colors on him. He's like he worked out something. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna imply anything. But those models were painted and they were on the table. So um, okay, okay, yeah. So he 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 busted his butt. 
um, he had those things painted at nine o'clock in the morning on on Saturday. So um, it was a single land fortress, two Sagittars, uh, a unit of pioneers, which are the three bikes. He had yep. two calls, which are the you know the, the, the captains, and then six full side like full or six ten man bricks of the warriors, which oh are gosh. Um, half had ion, half had the bolters. Uh, every one of them had a missile launcher. Every one of them had a railgun. Every one of them had a medipack, and they were the Emir conglomerate, which is the uh, league that everything gets a five up invul save. Unless it has a two-up armor, in which case it gets a four-up interval save, and by God, those things are durable. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the the mission was uh, back to my handy tablet over here. Um, uh, the mission was uh, death and zeal, which is mission thirty-two. Uh, so that is a. Uh, so it's a take and hold. It's a hold one, hold two. Uh, it's a corner to corner. So okay, you deploy yeah. nine inches from the center. Um, so I took as my secondaries uh, Oath Moment, Shock Tactics, okay. and this one's going to be controversial, Warp Ritual. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what ended up happening was uh, he won the deployment roll-off. He picked deployment zone. He went first. Uh, he took Engage, No Prisoners, and Prospects of Wealth, which is the one they have to get on an objective and do an action, and they get points for that. He got to the center objective, did an action, and then I just collapsed on him. Um, yeah. Everything moved forward, killed that, and just... I, I pinned him up super hard in his deployment zone. Um, my bikes screened out to my right and just you know, kind of blocked the Sagittar from moving as, as far. Um, he So... I got um, I got my Deathwing Knights into his his troops. Uh, four Deathwing Knights, you know, fighting into his troops. What into a unit of troops killed like one guy. Oh, because no. you can transhuman them. You can uh, you can't reroll wounds against them, and their armor contempt. So those you know your your uh, your maces do minus one AP, and the uh, the sergeant has two wounds, and the medipack means they ignore the first failed save. So I roll my flail, and he ignores the damage goes to zero. Okay. So the flail doesn't overflow. <laughs> so after that, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do all everything first, and then the flail lasts. Uh, and then when they you know heal with the medipack, the guy with you know the sergeant with two wounds gets right back up. Um, so those those little bricks of ten dwarves are durable, but okay. okay. He took the wrong secondaries against me. Uh, he wasn't able to flip any objectives against me uh, until, like, turn four. He wasn't able to get engaged on all fronts until turn four. The end of turn four, or, you know, beginning of turn four, he's, he broke out. Turn five, I was tabled with the exception of uh, two squad, like, infiltrators and intercessors that were holding my objectives. Didn't matter. I won 82 to 46. That's pretty impressive. So, um... I don't think so. He, by his own admission, uh, he didn't know how to use the, the army super well. Uh, he, he got better as the tournament was on. Uh, but um, Warp Patrol is an easy 15 points. Um, I did it because I knew Ezekiel wasn't like the minus one to hit isn't really going to matter because he's got reroll everything calls. Uh, 
righteous repugnance is going to matter because I can't reroll wounds against him. Right. Uh, <laughs> and mindworm, I don't need to make you fight last. You've got no fight a stuff. Screw right. it. I'll do war patrol. So then that worked out. Um, I maxed it. So yeah. Um, oh, well, and moment. then he also, you were talking about being slow. Like he helped you out by moving to the middle of the board and just letting you put your whole army in the middle of the board. And that's something. Yeah, I deployed. Gotta... I deployed right up on the, the front edge of my deployment zone because he had no close combat stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I just said, okay, I'm going to win the close combat fight. And I just pushed forward. I won. I controlled more for rounds two, three, and four. Yeah. On round five, I controlled one, but not two. All right. So. Um, and he had control one on round uh, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> so, but he did, he never controlled two, and he never controlled more. Wow. So when I beat you twenty one to forty, you know, forty five to twenty one on primary, yeah, it's, it's hard to win the game. So, all right. Um, so that's the, so that's the Votan. Um, once again, um, they're durable. They're more durable than you think. Not being able to reroll wounds is a big problem. Yeah, it is a big problem. Um, and everything, all your infantry, everything having a five up interval save, big problem. Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to get as much done as you think. That's that's the truth. So, uh, and from what I've told, the hearth the hearth guard or whatever their their berserks or their terminator equivalents are also real gross. So don't mess with those in close combat. Uh, more to come on that later. Once again, my buddy Joe uh, is building a Votan army, so I'm sure I'll get some experience oh, nice. to set to report on later. So yeah, uh, so so the next game uh, I was I was space clearly in, was was uh, was in the space pups. So uh, this was uh, pilot. This was piloted by none other than uh, the Emperor of Tabor, Hawaii, uh, Todd Kincaid, who's the owner of nice. Tabor Incorporated, uh, who lives on the Big Island, uh, and a beautiful painted army, just beautiful. Uh, so so he, he, you know, went out to a number of the commission painters that, that work with table or charities, which is the charity that he runs, uh, to support autism, uh, and got them to paint a bunch of his stuff. So his dreadnoughts are like painted by Caleb Wissenbach from, you know, CK studios with just freehand all over. They're gorgeous. Anyway. Um, so his list, uh, was briefly to summarize, uh, two redemptor dreadnoughts, uh, a smash captain with a thunder hammer, storm shield, and the armor rust, so it can make anything fight last. Yeah. Uh, a smash chaplain on a bike uh, with the warlord trait that lets him advance and charge, and he be- which becomes an aura of advance and charge if he successfully charges. So he charges something and then drives over to the next door and gives his whole army advance and charge. <laughs> the re- uh, he also has a librarian in there. Uh, or their equivalent of librarian, I guess, a wolf priest or a rune, pri- rune priest, uh, yeah. which can give you know everything cover uh, with the rune priest uh, strat- the stratagem. When he casts psychic power, he can just spend a CP, and his whole army is covered in a blizzard and you can't see him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but the real killing power in this list was a big unit of wolfen with thunderhammer and storm shield, and a big unit of uh, thunderwolves with thunderhammer storm shield. Yep, that would do it. Uh, and then there's also a couple units of Vanguard veterans, or I guess um, Wolf Guard with jump packs, uh, Lightning Claws and Thunder Hammers, and then a couple units of Tactical Marines, I guess uh, Wolf Guard, Wolfie Wolf, Ice Wolf, Wolf Ice Wolf, Wolf Ice, Fang something, I don't know, that uh, that hold his back objectives. Uh, 
it is an incredibly aggressive army. Uh, it pushed super hard, uh, and and I lost the game, but I had a shot. Uh, so here's how it went down. Um, it was a hold two, hold three mission. It was the one where there's uh, six objectives, and it's a diagonal deployment. I don't remember the name. Uh, he actually scored it on his ITC Battles app, so I don't have a record of it. Um, so uh, I took... Uh, I think I took shock tactics. Uh, I didn't take oath. I knew that was a bad idea. I took prison. I took no prisoners, and there was one other one. I don't remember what the other one was, but Sorry. Um, so the way the game went down, he got first turn, uh, and I, you know, hung unit infiltrators out on the right hand side to try and bait his. Oh, and I took martial interdiction, uh, and I took martial interdiction oh, nice. on his uh, his smash chaplain because I knew he was going to bike his way right into the front. Uh, so sure enough, he brought his chaplain in. He took my bait. He fought and killed my intercessors or my, my infiltrators. I jumped my uh, chaplain over to try and whoop him real quick just to satisfy martial interdiction. Uh, didn't work. He transhumaned him. Didn't get through. Didn't kill him. Uh, my chaplain died in return because turns out when they explode sixes, it's real good. Uh, yeah. So, oh, well. Uh, then he moved over to the center. Uh, so I had moved my Deathwing Knights up. About, you know, I advanced him up maybe eight, nine inches. There was a, a, a choke point on the board. And I strung him out right in the little choke point to just hold that that pass. And then I moved, you know, my apothecary up behind him. I moved my uh, Ezekiel up behind him. And uh, Azrael up behind him. And then I threw Mindworm on his Thunderwolves. So the Thunderwolves were going to fight last. And then he... You know, next turn two, he just committed everything right into that pass. Just threw everything right at the right at the Deathwing Knights. Right. And he stat and because they were channeled into that little choke point, you know, he got his smash captain in there, his Thunderwolves. The Thunderwolves have a huge base, so like one guy was able to get in. His Thunder his uh Wolf in advance, they were able to get like one guy in. Uh, and then I popped line line unbreakable. So only one of the Wolfen and one of the Thunderwolves got to fight. Nice. That's real dirty. And that was he, he was blown away. He's like, "Oh no." <laughs> yep. <laughs> I felt I've Well, and he he the captain made the Deathwing Knights fight last. Like that's fair. Yep. But you know, the Wolfen, they start going crazy and they kill one terminator. Uh the chaplain goes, he kills another terminator. The smash cap or the smash captain goes, he kills another terminator. The terminators fight they kill a Thunderwolf. Thunder Thunderwolves go. They kill another Terminator. I got one Terminator left. Oh, well, they ought to pass morale. They're Deathwing. Who cares? I fall back. And then my seven Hellblasters and five Eradicators turn that entire pass into a mushroom cloud. Everything yes. died. Just... Right? Um, the Wolfen went away. The th Oh, and I, the Apothecary moved up, touched the Thunderwolves and the Wolfen with his, and the Smash Captain with his five-up invul with his Reliquary Aura. Oh, nice. Uh, and then the Centurions moved up. They charged in. They killed the uh, the Smash Chaplain in combat to satisfy martial interdiction. Um, so he was he was sweating at this point. I was still, you know, he got more. I got one. Um, or I didn't even, I got two, I think. Uh, I held two for, for four points. So next turn, I, and this is where the mistake I made. You know, he had moved his dreadnoughts up that were kind of in the back to hold objectives. I 
Uh, and he didn't kill anything with his dreadnoughts because Azrael's four up invul save and transhuman uh, is great. I move the centurions up. Res one of the centurions from getting ki- from getting you know take taking a, yeah, a di- right. you know getting killed. So to make a pretty easy charge on what his near dreadnought, which is on an objective. So then I go with a cast righteous repugnance. It goes off. And his his rune priest denies it. Ooh. And if I had just been thinking clearly, instead of like I got him, I pulled it off, I got him right where I want him, I would have moved my librarian six inches back, yeah, out of deny range, because That's a, a critical small... spell that I had to have go off, I cannot yeah. take that risk. That's so, a very and, small and I did tactic, yeah, and 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 it and it and it hurt because. Now my my centurions are not rerolling hits and wounds. You're like they're centurions. Who gives a crap? Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the yeah. thing is, when you're planning on charging a dreadnought, especially a space wolf dreadnought, uh, they're minus one damage, right? So you yeah. go from doing three damage per hit to doing two damage per hit. And Ooh. I took that dreadnought down to two wounds left. And you know, minus three AP, he still gets a five up save. Sorry, minus four AP, he still gets a six up save. So he saved a couple. He had two wounds left. If one more had gone through, the dreadnought would have died. I would have held that objective. Uh, and he would have had a lot of tough decisions to make. Because um, instead, the dreadnought got the fight, and when a space wolf dreadnought punches you, you die. <laughs> so, yeah. Because he re-rolled a whole bunch of stuff. He he rolled a whole bunch of sixes, got a whole bunch of you know additional hits, and you know D three plus three damage kills Centurions pretty efficiently. Yep. Even with an apothecary. So now my now my Centurions are dead, um, and there's still two dreadnoughts there, <laughs> and I kill one with shooting. But now you know my big powerful offensive unit is gone. Uh, my Deathwing Knights. I, re- I didn't have, because I, I rezzed a Centurion, not one of the Knights. They went over with Azrael to try and clear off another objective. Um, if I had just thought to, like, make that key little tactical move, the smart move with my, my Librarian to get that spell off, that whole side of the board would have flipped. Now he's got one Dreadnought. I've got five Eradicators, and I've got four Centurions, and he's got, like, two tactical squads. <laughs> and oh, it would have... I would have so I would have yeah, flipped the primary and started pushing out uh, and and been able to run that side of the board um, and I would have satis- and I would have got more points on martial addiction. Uh, so I don't have the final score for you, but it was it was like eighty something to sixty something, um, and and that was the key mistake that I think lost me the game. I had a shot; it wasn't a great one. He's he's a incredibly talented player. He's very detail oriented. Uh, as most Space Marine players should be, you know, like if you're a Space Marine player in a tournament, you should always be making sure that your stuff is all positioned in cover so that if you, you know, you're getting the additional save, um, which just makes stuff super, super, super durable. Um, and yeah, he, he, yeah, he won. So he won that matchup, uh, which once again, well deserved. I made a mistake, but I made him work for it. <laughs> and, and I had a shot at it. Uh, we talked again. He was at this, uh, this other event I went to and he was like, yeah, well, I thought that was a, uh, you got me. You had me right where you wanted. I didn't even see it coming. Like you, you whooped that whole center force out of the army, and I was screwed. You know, until that one thing happened. I was like, yeah, well, my bad. 
So anyway, uh, so that's how that went. Uh, guys, Space Wolves are real good. They are not top meta. They're not Blood Angels, um, but their damage output is just crazy uh, because they will, you know, their normal chapter tactic, right, is plus one to hit. So they hit you on twos yes. or threes with Thunder Hammers on the charge, and you put them in the Assault Doctrine, and they have a bunch of tools to get themselves in the Assault Doctrine cheap and early, and they're exploding sixes. So okay. exploding sixes with Thunder Hammers does work. It hurts. And those Thunder well, Wolves, they are fast and they are durable, and they will get to you. And those Wolfen, they are fast, they are durable, and when they get to you, even if you kill them, they kill you back. They're the yep. original creations of Bile, because uh, they fight on death. So, yuck. Yuck. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's, a, it's a gnarly list. Well, and a lot of the stuff that makes Blood Angels good they have access to are an equivalent, because, right, they have the Wolf Guard veterans with the jump packs. They have yep. Cal- yep. super big cavalry, and they yeah, have Wolf, chonky so, like, cavalry. They have it. Yeah, I'll, I'll draw some conclusions at the end of this whole thing about kind of what I think, you know, my yeah. overall strategy, like what I'm missing and what I need to do. Um, but yeah, so, uh, my last game, uh, so, so Todd, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, well, so Todd went on, uh, to play the final, uh, against, uh, Amory, who's one of our locals, uh, with a just mad lad, uh, orc squig hog boys list. Oh, uh, amazing. And I mean, so Amory, Amory and I went to the tournament together. He's a local Oahu guy. Uh, so we flew over there and he brought his army basically in a bucket. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> Poured, Sounds you know, like 180 orcs. boys onto the table, um, and Todd tabled them in like three turns. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Damage output. Nuts. So, anyway. But T5 uh, works. So yeah. <laughs> T5 works. So, yeah, but tabled. Just, just, you roll enough dice, they're going to die. Yeah. Okay, uh, so the third game wasn't uh, a gentleman named Awaka. Uh which is a Hawaiian, which is a Hawaiian name. Uh, so we had a very be- a beautifully painted Ulthway list, uh, mostly Ulthway, nice. uh, with a small detachment of, I believe they were light Harlequins. Um, okay. So he had a, uh, a one squad of Harlequin troop, uh, a there a, a transport, uh, which I think is a Shadow Weaver, Void Weaver. It's a we- something Weaver, uh, and then he had a troop master. Uh, that was tooled to the nines. Those Harlequin Troop Masters are dangerous. They are dangerous. Yep. It rerolls hits. It rerolls wounds. If it rolls a five to wound, it ignores invul saves. He's got a three damage weapon that auto lose wounds on twos. Just crazy stuff. Um. So, and then he had a, a Death Jester uh, and a Shadow Seer, which are once again more uh, they're st- they're you know a shooting character and a psychic character for yeah. the Harlequins. Uh, and then he had for his Eldar side uh, just a whole bunch of wraiths, just wraith stuff. Uh, he had two wraith seers, maybe three. He had two or three wraith lords. Uh, just so many bright lances everywhere. And they had a unit, full size, a unit of nine wraith blades with double sword. Uh, and so the Wraith Blades, so Wraith Blades, in case you don't know, I'm a big fan of Wraith Blades. I uh, keep getting, trying to get my brother-in-law to play them, but, uh, and he's done it, he's just, I don't know, but Wraith Blades are tough to six with three wounds and minus one damage. That's tough. Yeah, they're tough. They are tough. So, 
uh, and he had Eldred, and he had uh, I think he had Malgan Ra, just sh- lots of shooting, lots of fighting yeah. presence, uh, real like a very once again beautiful army, uh, and he knew it pretty well, and I managed to win. Uh, I'm pulled out yeah. in it was like an eighty six to seventy eight, I think. Oh, that's yeah, eighty six to seventy eight. So um, I took uh, oaths a moment, uh, shock tactics, nice. and martial interdiction. I took martial interdiction against his troop master uh, because I knew the troop master was gonna be coming for me, so I'm gonna have to kill him. Might as well take advantage of that. Uh, he took assassinate, no prisoners, and behind enemy lines. Okay. So uh, he scored uh, no points for behind. Yeah. Uh, so he actually he eventually. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Um, so I scored. Uh, I didn't score. I scored shock tactics once. Uh, I got the six points for martial addiction because I killed him in melee, uh, but the unit didn't survive. Uh, I killed him in melee with a non-deathwing character. I killed him with my with my uh, with my centurions, but they didn't. Okay. But they didn't survive. Uh, so. <clears throat> Where I really went out on this uh, was, uh, I won. Uh, I the I got four. I max primary, so okay. I got uh, hold more on turn two, hold one and two on turn th- on round three, hold more on round four, hold more on round four on round five. Um, and he scored hold two on round two, hold one on round three and four, and he got hold more on round five because once again the second player on round five. Uh, gets the chance to score at the end. So he scored uh, 40 on primary, uh, 13, 13, uh, 10 on secondaries. I scored 6, 13, 4 on secondaries and 45 on primary. Um, And and then I scored precious artifacts every single turn, which was the hold your primary objective that you designate. And he scored it, um, I think, three times. So... So yeah, um, it was uh, it was a rough game. <laughs> it was close, but the uh, the centurions just you know they went toe to toe with those wraith blades and handled business. Uh, they Excellent. you know the centur- they charged in and they're like, all right, I take four up saves. Screw you. I re- I heal. I res one. Just punch, punch, punch. Reroll everything with righteous repugnance. Um, I you know they they beat the wraith blades into the ground, uh, which was. Stunning. Uh, the Hellblasters and the Eradicators killed a bunch of Wraith, uh, killed the Wraith Lords. My uh, Outrider bikes killed the Harlequins because he charged them. They survived. Shoot, you know, Fellbox, shoot, charge, boom, go. Um, it was a, just a scrum of a game. Uh, and it was very, it was, I was mentally exhausted afterwards, no, but it was very close. close. So, yeah, oh, once again, I just, three. yeah, and it's round three. Uh, I pushed into them. I deployed right in the middle of the board. I pushed in hard, uh, took the center, didn't give it up. So shock tactics probably wasn't the right choice for that mission because, or maybe for this army in general, because I wasn't trading objectives. Uh, and we've identified that with Alan before. So um, I, so I only, I didn't score it well. So yeah, but so anyway, that's how, that's how that game went. Um, I took a lot of damage to psychic. <laughs> like I yeah, lost. Yeah. I lost a lot of damage to the psychic, uh, but the Deathwing Knights uh, were actually very helpful because uh, they were able to handle the Wraith Lords pretty effectively. 
with their, you know, being able to, you know, reroll wounds against vehicles and monsters. And yeah. with the additional, the stratagem to get the plus one AP, plus one to wound, that was very important. Um, so, so yeah, that was, it was, a, it was a good game. And yeah, everyone over there, uh, real, real good. There's a bunch of cool armies. Uh, so that's how, uh, that's how Hilo went. I think I got fourth overall out of like 12 nice. or something. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, and then uh, big props to um, uh, boy, my boy that let me stay. Uh, let me stay at his house. <laughs> so yeah, who's another dark? A, who's who's a dark angel player? Uh, apparently, he was the top ranked dark angel player in like 2016 or 2017. Um, oh, nice. So so yeah. So uh, yeah, there we go. That's what that was. Um, hold on, I gotta get together for my. Where'd my phone go? There it is for my second list. All right. Well, so yeah, well, uh, any any uh, questions about that list or what it did or how those matchups went? Well, it just sounds like for that first one that there's like a little key tactic of of knowing your opponent's list once and not giving them giving it to them. So like for like the Space Wolf army and like how your army worked on that game against the Votan by putting like against the Space Wolf army like that's really fast. If you deploy like say you have your infiltrators and you had or something like that out front and you had a lot of your army back you're literally asking them to come pin you in your deployment zone because they're going to charge whatever's in the mid board and then they're going to use that to springboard into the rest of your army and like pin you in and that's yeah and, so and the, and the votan guy kind of did that to himself where he let you do that to him by going into the middle of the board and you were yeah. under threat of that against the space wolf player yeah, so the the spaceful player he deployed very conservatively, f- fairly far back, and the ter- the terrain. Um, you know, I mean, I'll see if I have some pictures of it. I can post up. Uh, the terrain okay. was wasn't such that we could really draw. So he deployed to counter my shooting on turn one, which is very smart because I had a lot of shooting. Yeah. Um, and I intentionally put my infiltrators on my side to try and get one of his units out so I could jump it. Um, and so the first two turns, two three turns, played out pretty much how I envisioned. Um. One of the things that the Spaceful player did that I thought was really neat was he used uh, single model Cyberwolf units. So his fast oh, attack yeah. choice, which is just, he just like 20 points for one little wolf, and that holds an objective. Yep. <laughs> um, so I actually uh, was able to... Yeah, I was able to redeploy. I think I think the Infiltrators like lost two guys. They fell back. I pulled them off the board with Gorilla Tactics. I dropped them back in on turn three in his backfield to try and charge that, uh, that cyber wolf to kill it, and knock off the objective, um, which didn't work out quite the way I wanted. Cause that was my other, only other shot to manipulate the objective in his backfield. Cause my whole army was stuck in the middle fighting him. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, do I shoot it or do I not shoot it so I can charge it? Cause mm. if I kill it, I won't charge it. I won't get on the objective, but if I fail to charge, ah. so I elected not, I elected to charge, not, uh, not to shoot it. So I could charge it. I failed to charge. I rerolled it. I failed to charge again. Next turn, I got up there. I charged it, and I fought it, and I killed it. So, and I was obsex, so I took it over anyway. But, uh, yeah. So the the thing that army lacks is is speed. It's the ability to project pressure and power forward and out, um, which was something I knew, uh, but I hadn't played or tested really into that. Like, just playing a, a hold two hold three mission against 
an army that could put that much forward pressure on me. Um, So, so yeah, so knowing that uh, that's one of the reasons. So like in between these two tournaments, I said, okay, well, I'm going to go back to Raven wing. I designed a bunch of lists. I tested a bunch of lists. I came to realization that I didn't have enough practice with Raven wing to make it work. Mm. (laughs) Uh, So I I had a crisis of faith and I, I went back to a green wing list. Um, one week before the tournament, <laughs> like yeah. like nine days. I was like, I played a couple Raven lists with this Raven list. They just slayed people at my local game store to the point where they're like, did you bring that list? It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm working on, tur- I'm sorry, man. I'm working on a tournament. Um, but I just like, I've kind of had the feeling that into a really, you know, into somebody that really knew the movement phase and could blunt my first turn of shooting. It wasn't going to work, especially because this, tournament where I was going, I went to in Maui, which is the next one, uh, was a LVO prep, uh, and it featured player place terrain. Okay. So you can basically design your own deployment zone. That's not too bad. Yeah. So I, I liked it to go a little more slow, a little more sturdy, uh, and a little more reliable. Uh, so here's what that lit this list was. If you're ready for that, let's go for it. Let's do it. So, uh, this one, uh, I had, once again, a battalion with Azrael and Ezekiel. Uh, same configuration. But instead of the chap- the chaplain, I had a Primaris Tech Marine. Okay. Uh, the Primaris Tech Marine uh, had Master of the Forge. So, he's the, you know, the leader Tech Marine. So, he auto-heals three wounds on any vehicle. Uh, he also had Rites of War and a Vox Esperitum. So the rights of war, you know, obviously. So he has a nine-inch uh, obsec aura. Uh, I did that for a specific reason because we knew what missions we were playing ahead of time. We were playing mission 11, 12, and 22. And mission 12 is the one where you have to plant and defuse bombs. Okay. Pretty And metal. so the uh, pl- the planting bombs action uh, go it completes in the beginning of your next command phase unless you have obsec, in which case it completes at the end of your turn. So the idea was oh, yeah, yeah, I take yeah. an obsec, something that can make things obsec, so that the other stuff on my list that has core, you know, as an alternate use case, if I'm moving forward, can set, slide off to the side, plant a bomb. Uh, and those bombs were worth four victory points each at the end of the game. Uh, in my test game, uh, that actually came in real handy, so that's why I decided to lean into it. Uh, so... That's the HQs. Uh, another character was I had an agent of the Imperium, which was Lord Inquisitor Kira Draxus. I've talked about why I like uh, her yep. before. She has a targetable smite. Uh, her warlord trait she has to take lets her re-roll uh, anything. She can re-roll one hit, wound, save, psychic test, or deny uh, per battle round, which is clutch. Um she also has another thing that you might not know. Um, she has a can pick from the interment, not interimency, but the tele, tele, telethesia discipline, the inquisitor discipline, which uh, the only useful spell for her there is a spell that denies overwatch. That's useful. Which can be useful in some use cases. Uh, and she has a piece of war gear that if she charges a unit, they get fight last. Also good. So yeah, so if you want to like, ha- if you're trying to fight something that has fights last, you charge her in there along with your Terminators or your whatever, and she will put fight last, they put fight last, I still fight first before them, because 
under us both being under fight last effects. I go to fight normal. They go to fight last. Yep. So that's the the uses there. None of that came up <laughs> because no, I'll tell you, but no. yeah. Uh, so troops, I had an assault intercessor squad uh, with a power fist on the, on the sergeant, which was relevant. An infiltrator squad. And again, an intercessor squad with a power fist on the sergeant. So elites, five relic terminators, uh, three chain fists, two lightning claws. Okay. Uh, then a redemptor dreadnought, uh, you know, with with loaded to the nines, plasma incinerator, uh, hand onslaught cannon, Icarus pods, storm bolters. Uh, just an absolute chonky boy. And then a leviathan dreadnought. Nice. So the leviathan dreadnought. Uh, I took him with uh, a Grav Flux Bombard, which is the it's a 2d3 shot, strength 8, AP3, 2 damage gun that's blast. Uh, if you're shooting at something that has an armor save of 3 or better, uh, the, the damage goes to 3. Yep, very useful. Uh, and then uh, it ha- his chest guns were uh, Volkite Calibers, so it's basically combined with the two of them. It's heavy eight, strength five, AP zero, two damage, does him one mortal wound on a roll of a six. Uh, and it's a 40-inch range. So that's great for shooting into chaff, blah, 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 blah. And then a Leviathan Siege Drill. <laughs> and the oh, Leviathan yeah. Siege Drill has a Meltagun on it, for one. And two, it is uh, strength times two, which is 14, AP four, uh, 2d3 damage. And it's flat six damage to vehicles. Yeah, I'm about it. So there you go. Um, the only issue with Leviathan is he's not core. Yeah. So okay, but I have a Tech Marine who can give a any vehicle plus one to shoot with ranged weapon, plus one to hit with ranged weapons. So if I stand still, he gets plus one to hit. If I move, Tech Marine buffs him. He still gets plus one to hit. If I want to charge, Ezekiel throws Righteous Repugnance on him, which does not require core. Now he is just going to wreck house yep. with that. So Silent King, best of luck, man. We're gonna we're gonna rumble. Um, so then I had an uh, an attack bike squad, two attack bikes with multi melts. So I only had points for two. Uh, then uh, five hell blasters with assault hell, with assault plasma, and a repulsor executioner. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yep, with a heavy la- with a heavy laser destroyer. Uh, Iron Hail, Heavy Stubber, Icarus Pod, just everything I put on that thing. I wanted to use that model I painted. Exactly, it's three hundred and twenty nice. points. Um, it did pretty good. I have, you know, I have some thoughts about it, but that's the list. Uh, the Hellblasters go in the Repulsor; it keeps them safe. Um, Repulsors and Leviathans both have the Smoke Screen keyword, so for one CP, you can make them minus one to hit. Very good. And I actually did that a lot, so then that was very useful. Um, so, uh, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? Well, I know we spent some time talking about this a couple of days before you went. And, I mean, that's about as close as we could get for the points. Like you were talking about with the bikes. It's like there is just two of them. But, you know, they mm-hmm. couldn't run plasma inceptors in there. You didn't want to run. You wanted to have some more punch than trying to run inceptors with. Yeah, um, assault bolters. You didn't want the bot. You didn't want any other kind of bike. You were looking. You were looking for some high hitting punch at that points value, and that's really the only thing that fits in that points value that you had. Uh, we we talked about maybe dropping them to put an impulsor out there to try and put the 
hell blasters in that and have like a third piece, but again, an impulsor doesn't have the you know if you're looking for punch, impulsors don't have punch. It they doesn't really stuff around. Impul- well, impulsors can have some punch, but it's all anti-infantry like AP one yeah. punch. Um, and I'm souring really quickly on AP one weapons. <laughs> they just don't yeah. do a lot in this day and age. Um, so yeah, if you pay, you know, to put the the iron hail and the stuff on it, like you, an, an impulsor can get twenty shots, oh, which doesn't, which isn't bad. Like into Xenos, it's great. It gets, it just, it just, it bounces off imperial power armor like soft rain. It does. Yeah. They just do not care. So all right. Uh, so here's how this went down. Uh, I will preface this with uh, this did not go well for your boy. Um, I had two. <laughs> The first two games were very close, very technical. I'm proud of, like, I'm, I'm happy with the way I played. Uh, round three, I got, I got rolled. Just, oh, no. I was beat. I was beat on the, you know, in the in the design phase. Um, we'll get there. We we'll get there. So round one, uh, <clears throat> let's go around here. Uh, round one was to a gentleman named Dylan. Uh, once again, so this tournament was uh, on the island of Maui. Uh, which is a little bit east of Oahu. Uh, so this was uh, hosted by a shop called Dylan's Cards and Games. Uh, it was put on by the TO's a gentleman named Joshua Kulavi Sutherland. Uh, so I cannot speak highly enough of how this uh, event was organized and run. Small event. Once again, it's it's Maui. It's There's not a lot of people there. But we had six people flying from Oahu, and, uh, and Todd came over from the Big Island. Uh, so we're working on building an actual Hawaii tournament circuit. So we'll have six nice. events throughout the year to kind of get a you know a store champion from each place, and then you know have a you know probably a, a championship you know invitational uh, the end of the year before LVO to kind of like crown a an H a Hawaii you know a Hawaii champion. So uh, yeah, Josh, you know me and my boy Joe flew over there. We he picked us up from the airport. He took us to the hotel. Uh, me, Joe, and Todd all split a hotel room at this place called Kula Lodge, which is right down the nice. road from the place. Um, so this is up country Maui. So we're 3,200 foot of elevation up the west slope of Haleakala, which is a, a volcano. Uh, it was oh, cold hey. for Hawaii, y'all. You know, it was 55 <laughs> degrees at night. So I had to wear pajama pants, which is rare. We're, um, we're supposed to hit zero by the end, by Christmas. We're going to be negative. Yeah, that's not okay. I'm not okay with that. You see, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Um, oh, man. But yeah, it was a lo- lovely place. So they held it at a community center in a park. So when they're set nice. up the tables, everything. Um, there's not a lot to, not a lot in the area. So they took lunch orders uh, from a local restaurant. You would just, you know, pay them over Venmo. If they went, picked them up, brought your food back, you know, for the lunch no, round. And for fun. dinner, after the event, 8.15, 8.30, uh, there are no restaurants open <laughs> in, oh, in, no. in Kula. Uh, so what they did was one of the locals made a big pot of delicious chili, and they just served chili and rice. All right. All right so we just sat it. around, sat around, you know, ate some, ate some chili and rice, talked about the event, and then uh, we, you know, Josh gave us a ride back to the back to the hotel. We stopped at the drugstore on the way, grabbed a six pack of beers, nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how that went down. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it's a it's a lovely place. Uh, you know, it's great views. I sent some pictures over, but there we go. So. Uh, on to how the event went down. So first uh, game was the Dylan. Uh, Dylan was playing a uh, uh, Adeptus Custodes. 
So it was a Custodes Dreadnought spam. So he had... Oh, no. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, a, once again, beautiful, beautiful army. He, his army won Best Painted. Uh, oh, nice. it was It looked great. Uh, I'll see if I can pull the actual list up here in BCP on my phone because for some reason it's not working on my computer. But um, so let's go placings. Dylan Hamilton. There we go. All right. <clears throat> so uh, it was all Shadow Keepers. So he had a unit of Voids oh, Men yeah. at Arms, uh, which are Agents of the Imperium. It's a five-man, 60-point unit that sits on an objective. Yeah, right. I've heard about this. Yep. Uh, he had a shield captain on jet bike uh, with a stasis oubliette, a salvo launcher, tip of the spear, the, 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 yeah, yeah not the, yeah, the, the smash captain on bike, uh, and Trajan Valoris, uh, who is the devil. Uh, yep. And then uh, one, two, three squads of custodian guard with uh, spears and one blade and one shield. And the uh, four Sagittarium custodians, which are the, you know, the shooty custodians. Okay. And then here's where the bulk of the list was. He had two Contemptor Achilles Dreadnoughts. Contemptor Achilles Dreadnoughts are, I guess my please don't, but they are the ones that have the giant spears. Spears, yeah. Um, yeah, and they also, they come with a, a Storm Bolter. Uh, it was like a Mastercrafted Storm Bolter, and they come with a Strength 8 AP2 last Cannon. Uh, they are good. They They hurt. Um, so then he had a Contemptor Galatus Dreadnought, uh, and the Galatus is the sword and shield Dreadnought. Uh, again, don't let them touch you. They will hurt. He had yep. a Venerable Contemptor Dreadnought with a Dreadnought combat weapon and a multi-melta, and a Telamon. God. There's so no break there. <laughs> just bloom, bloom, bloom. Um, it was, uh, yeah, so I looked at it. I was like, okay, I think I can beat this list. You know, I've got I've got a plan. Um, look, your dreadnoughts are big and stompy. That's great. So are mine. Yeah. <laughs> and and I am specifically tech to kill vehicles. So uh, I took uh, banners uh, and uh, martial interdiction, which I picked as Don Eagle Captain, uh, and psychic interrogation. So I've learned about taking psychic secondaries, Warp Ritual, you have to be in the middle of the board. Psychic interrogation, you do not, and it actually scores more right. points. <laughs> so, um, so psychic interrogation, uh, that's why the Inquisitor is in the list. She sits there behind your Terminators and casts psychic interrogation, one Warp Charge for spell, for which she has a reroll because she has the Warlord trait. I get three points. I do that every turn. Um, on this turn, or in this game, uh, the way he deployed, so this was uh, mission 11, uh, so it's short edge to short edge, six objective, nothing in the middle. Uh, so I'd practice this mission, I split my forces, so I deployed my Terminators, my Redemptor, Azrael, uh, Ezekiel, and the Inquisitor on my left, uh, then the Tech Marine, uh, my Leviathan, uh, my, Re my Redemptor, uh, the Hellblasters in the Redemptor on my right. Uh, with the unit of the intercessors up a little ways, uh, and my assault intercessors back a little ways, and the infiltrators, uh, I kept them in the back because I was going to do a trick. So I messed up this deployment, and I'll tell you why. So we got going. The idea was that I've got two strong sides, yeah. uh, and 
whichever side he goes to, I can fight and then cross over. Um, he elected to go to this down the side that didn't have the Terminators, which was probably the right call. Um, so on turn, I got turn one or I got first turn. I moved my bikes. So I didn't break cover at all. I moved my bikes out to try and take a cheeky shot on his Telemon. Didn't work. Uh, and I lost the bikes. Okay. Probably stupid. Shouldn't have done that. Um, I just kind of sat there like, Hey, you break cover first. I've got three banners up. I scored hold two. You're not going to hold more. I'm good. I can do this all day. If you, as soon as you bring that character within 24 inches of me, I'm going to start pulling psychic interrogation and I'm going to get, you know, nine to 12 points out of it. You've got to close the gap. And as soon as you do, I'll be able to hit to, to hit you first, probably. So he obliged, you know, he kind of started shifting over to my right, his left. Um, and, uh, that's when I realized that Ezekiel, which has the reroll everything spell, was deployed on my left. So was, I wasn't able to put rerolls on my Leviathan, which is on the right. Oh. So with this list, I should have deployed the uh, that Psyker on the right. I put him on the left because I thought maybe he was going to be there to back up the Terminators in case they came down that way. Well, I had to have Azrael on that side and their Deathwing Terminators. They don't need that. I can get them to reroll everything with one CP. Because next to Azrael, they reroll everything uh, with his command phase ability. And if I, I put him in the Assault Doctrine, they're going to reroll everything in the vehicles. Yeah. So that was a point mistake that, once again, might have cost me the game. Um, so he started moving up my right. My my repulsor started doing its thing. My Leviathan started doing its thing. I you know hurt a Dreadnought badly. He closed. He didn't hurt anything of mine. Went off again. I killed two Dreadnoughts. Uh, he started to sweat <laughs> and yep. I, his characters are in range. I'm starting to do the psychic interrogation and he's like, oh, I got to commit. We got to go. So he pushes in, he sends Trajan Valor. He's, he's shooting my Leviathan. It blo- pops smoke. He doesn't hurt it. You know, it gets healed. Like, so he sends Trajan Valoris in Trajan hits the dreadnought uh, and hurts it pretty bad. Uh, knocks it down uh, at the end. of, And then he it knocks down to like seven or eight wounds I think I was 14. I fight back. It bounces. He transhumans. It bounces off of his invul save and is transhuman. Oh. God dang it. Okay. So, um, he, then he pops his moment shackle and he fights again. He knocks the dreadnought down to one wound. Like, okay. And now I'm like, all right, I've got Trajan Valoris. Like in combat with him, he's gonna fight first next turn. Do I? What do I? Hmm. I don't have enough. I can't shoot him. My shooting with the dreadnought's not gonna be effective in combat. So what do I do here? And then I had. Then I thought, hey, dark angels can fall back and shoot, can't they? I wonder if that applies to everything or is it just infantry? Turns out it's everything. So, what I do is command phase. The tech marine puts re- puts plus one to hit on the uh, on the dreadnought. <clears throat> I fall him back out of combat. I pay two CP so he can shoot. I heal him three wounds. Now he's in the second bracket, so he's hitting yeah. on fours plus one to hit. He's hitting on threes. Everything goes into Trajan. Yeah, Trajan no. shrugs it off. No, melt a gun, Volkite, grab bombard everything. Trajan. Shrugs it off. 
Like okay, Obi Wan can or uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, some some Luke right some there. Luke in that movie to want to talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, okay, my redemptor, my uh, my repulsor is right there, right? So I've got at this point. I've got a crossfire across the middle of the board. My redemptor is hurt pretty bad, but once again, it didn't move. It's got rerolled everything from Azrael. I can shoot. Uh, I can shoot across the board at his dreadnoughts, um, which I'm doing, and. The repulsor, the repulsor shoots, it doesn't kill, right? Because two shots, a lot of damage, you know, wounding, hitting on, th- uh, you know, hitting on, you know, twos, wounding on threes, no rerolls, and they got a five of interval save. It's D3 plus three, which is good, but it's not quite good enough. So I don't kill another Dreadnought, um, and I put the main gun into them, and I put everything else from that repulsor into Trajan, Oh, shrugs it no. off. So Trajan Valoris eats the combined shooting output of a Leviathan Dreadnought and a Repulsor Executioner and does not care. Um, at this point, I want to point out, if you've been following along, my Hellblasters are not on the board. They're still inside the tank. The reason why is because Custodes have a stratagem which will prevent you from getting rerolls against something. It's a once-per-game stratagem. And I was like, I can't, I can't put Hellblasters out and, and shoot Hellblasters until that stratagem has been baited out. Because if I do that, then I'm going to lose all the Hellblasters to overheat. I know it. If I can't reroll with them. Right. I so, so yeah. So I was like, so I kept them in to keep them safe from all the from all the dreadnoughts. Uh, the next turn, um, Trajan walks into the Leviathan kills it uh you know the dreadnought shooting kills my uh blows up my redemptor because it had taken six damage at that point uh and it was down to 10 um the custodian guard charge you know that were i had i had moved they had moved on to the objective that my intercessors were sitting on outnumbering me because custodians count for two so there's six to five um so i lost that objective i lost that banner so i push back in i've got a power fist i'm gonna see what if i can get in there and fight them that didn't go down well um, no. And just everything at that point kind of collapsed on that side. So the uh, when the Redemptor blew up, or sorry, the Repulsor blew up, the Hellblasters jumped out into the building, um, and it still didn't it still didn't really help. So I lost that I lost that objective. I lost that banner. Um, his bike captain came out. At this point, I had once. The, that stratagem had been baited out when I shot my repulsor into something. Um, my Terminators broke cover and started moving across the board to the middle because I was trying to get him to charge his bike captain into him. Um, and he didn't take the bait. So he, uh, I shot the Redemptor. And so I shot the Redemptor into his unit of like his uh, custodian guard that was lookout serving for the bike captain. Um, didn't kill him. And one guard with one wound left. I went to charge on the last turn. I went to charge the bike captain with my my uh, terminators. It was a nine inch charge because he had a unit of infantry there next to him. He used a tangle grenade, made it two extra inches. I rolled a nine. I didn't roll an eleven. Mm-hmm. And getting in there to kill the bike and those those cause those terminators would have gotten in there and most likely killed that guy. So that's how the game went. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, very, I can tell it's very technical. That's that's just the way you've talked. It was about it, it was a very technical, technical, 
you know, as I, said, I was I was happy with the way the list worked. I made a deployment mistake. Uh, the other mistake I made was I, you know, because it was player play strain, I put a line of sight blocking, obscuring, you know, bottom floor blocks line of sight on one side of the board. I put my terminators behind it. And this is a mistake I made every game. I pl- deployed the conservative the terminators too conservatively, and I didn't move them out fast enough uh, because I yeah. I felt I needed to. I only had five of them, and I didn't have an apothecary. I needed to get their line of sight. I needed to get their shooting out of line of sight before I could expose them because they needed to kill my martial addiction target. And I didn't, I didn't cause that to happen effectively. Um, so eh, is what it is. So um, ends up results 86 to 64. Um, That's not bad. Yeah. So not terrible. If I got martial addiction um, would have been a lot better, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was reasonably happy with the way it worked. Um, oh, I, I picked up my infiltrators. I dropped them in his backfield. I charged, killed all of his voidsmen off his objective, tore down that banner. Um, but he had his little Adrocyte custodians or Sagittarium custodians came back, just walked back in and cleared my infiltrators right off that objective. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so, okay. Ha- perfectly fine. Happy with it. Second game. Raven Guard. Uh, yeah, this is the one I was hoping you were going to play when I looked at the list. I was like, oh, I want to hear how this yeah. went. So I played uh, into a gentleman named Tony with a gorgeous Raven Guard army. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, he didn't win Best Painted, but he won Renaissance Man. He's got the best record and the best paint score. He was actually tied with the guy who won Best Painted for paint score. And it was a gorgeous army. Uh, nice. Every one of these 30 Vanguard veterans had a Forge World jump pack. It was all edge highlighted perfectly. Um, nice. mwah, chef's kiss. So, uh, Raven Guard successor, Whirlwind of Rage, Born Heroes. Uh, Chaplain on Bike uh, with Mantra, Benediction of Fury, Exhortation of Rage, all that stuff. Uh, Captain with a jump pack, Chapter Master, Rights of War, Teeth of Terra. Uh, Sounds about right. Two inf- uh, two squads of five infiltrators with helix gauntlets. Uh, one squad of five intercessors. Then ten vanguard veterans, five lightning claws, five thunder hammers. Ten yeah. vanguard veterans with lightning claws. Ten vanguard veterans with lightning claws. <laughs> All of them have jump packs. Then three squads of eliminators, or two squads of eliminators, and six eradicators. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can... I can beat this list. I know what I'm doing against this list. Uh, once again, player plays terrain. Uh, I managed. So this is we played on or, the Orc City table or the Orc Village table. Oh yeah. There's yeah, a center yeah. objective, so you have to move. So the person who rolls defender moves the center objective as their first the center terrain piece. The minimum amount required to expose the objective. I did that, and in doing so, set up a like set up a kill box on my side of the board. So if he was going to hold the center objective. He was going to, the unit doing so was going to be exposed to my fire. He saw it and went, oh, crap. <laughs> um, and then he deployed everything else. He combat squad a bunch of stuff, put his 10 lightning claw guys in reserve. Uh, I deployed on my side, you know, with, I think I fixed my deployment, you know, from before. Okay, I knew yeah, I did so that wrong. I so I swapped that around. Uh, I put Azrael, uh, Redemptor, Terminators Inquisitor on the right. Zeke was with there with them, but he was further back because I put the my other blob in the middle, uh, in back, uh, with fire lanes down on each side. And then 
I had one unit of intercessors cheated up right next to a next to a building to try and get him to to charge out early and expose himself. Which he looked at it, said, "I know this is a bad idea," but then he did. So <laughs> I sacrificed. So he went first. Um, I sacrificed my five infiltrators. He charged him with a bunch of guys, um, and then. All of my shooting went into them. My Leviathan walked up. Righteous Repugnance smashed the rest of them. Um, so he didn't get. He didn't flip an objective. He took. Uh, oh yeah, secondaries. He took. Uh, let's see. I took martial addiction, banners, and psychic interrogation. He took shock tactics, assassinate, and secure or sabotage, which is their like plant a bomb on an objective thing. So he had to get shock tactics, which I knew he was going to try and you know, come early and aggressive and flip objectives on me. Uh, so, but the Vanguard vets aren't, aren't obsec unless the captain comes with them. So I picked martial addiction right. on the captain. Right. Um, unfortunately for me, he knew more about dark angels than I thought he did. So when I told him I had a secret objective, he said, it's probably martial addiction. I now just got to figure out who it's on. And I start sweating. Uh, That's <laughs> so not good. That's not good. Oh man. Yeah. So, um, so turn one, he pushes one unit forward, uh, and then I take some some trash fire. I you know my my dreadnought takes a little bit of fire. Oh well, I heal it. The dreadnought walks forward. Um, both units of eliminators get whopped. The in, the unit of infilt- or intercessor or infiltrators in the center of the board get whopped. Um, my bikes move forward in the turn, and he had a unit of vanguard veterans uh, behind on the roof of the building behind a big piece. So I couldn't see him in the front, but I was able to develop a line of sight from the side Four multi melters into him. Ooh. You know, so AP five, I don't care if you're in cover. I don't care if you're in contempt, you're gone. So half of his, uh, you know, that unit went away. Um, so I took a bunch of his trading pieces out fairly early. Uh, so then he just like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to throw another piece into that meat grinder and have, watch it get whooped. Um, so eventually what he managed to do was uh, push a unit of Thunderhammer Shield uh, veterans forward. They got contact with my assault intercessors that were holding that objective. Uh, killed them. So on th- I think on turn... Let's see where to go. Yeah, on battle round three, the beginning of battle round three, he flipped that objective. My left-hand objective. And then I took it back. Uh Battle round four, he flipped it back uh, with his, sorry, round three, he dropped in with his uh, lightning claws. He flipped it. I flipped it back. He flipped it. Um, and then I was starting to run out of resources. So I dropped my hell blasters out, moved them, uh, moved them up, you know, turned my redemptor dreadnought into my, uh, into a lieutenant as rules there. Real ones to hit, real ones to wound, overcharge them without super overcharging them. AP five. Good night. They're all gone. Um, there's one guy left. My hell blasters charge in. My tech marine charges in. Now I have obsec on the objective, and I take it back. Uh, but he took the banner down, and yeah, um, stinks. Yeah. Uh, so I scored three points for psychic interrogation every turn. Uh, I got uh, two one one two for banners. Um. I might should have got two more for banners. I don't know if I can. I don't know. Should, might should, no, nope. I scored that right. Yeah. Because uh, I had one banner um, for the last basically three turns of the game. Uh, I scored. And then he correctly read that my, his jump captain was the martial addiction target. 
Uh, and then he, because he just kept pushing guys in the middle. I would ace him, push guys in the middle. I would ace him. Uh, and then he has captain in the middle. And he's like, ah, is it the chaplain or is it this guy? Is the chaplain or is this guy? I think it's this guy. And he jumped him on the last turn. He jumped him back behind a building. No, charged his, the worst. Char- charged his jump, his uh, bike chaplain up, um, killed Asriel, and then consolidated into my repulsor, which was on the objective. But I saw this coming, and I used on turn five, I you know moved my tech marine up, moved some other stuff up. You know, the, Re- the Redemptor, which was down to one wound from Eradicator Fire, got healed three times back up to ten wounds <laughs> by the end of the game. Uh, the Redemptor moved in, you know, charged his uh, chaplain, stomped it. Um, my Repulsor, which he tagged, uh, used the Grav Pull stratagem from the Space Marine book. One CP could fall back and shoot. So I fell that nice. thing back. I had, I had moved it up so it was kind of more in the middle of the board because I thought I might have to move it to try and get a line of sight. One CP, I fell back 10 inches, barely got a line of sight around the corner. We called the TO, and he's like, bro, I can't even tell. Roll a dice. It's really close. Oh, Came out in my boy. favor. Whole output of that thing goes into goes into the uh, the captain. Kill him. So I scored nine points for martial interdiction because I killed him and survived, but I didn't do it in melee uh, or with a Deathwing unit. So uh, final score, 71 to 68. Not me. Yeah, that's that's impressive, though. So again, the um, the thing I did wrong, because uh, once again, failure analysis is the most part of this process. Uh, I'm not going to talk about um, I'm not going to talk about you know, dice rolls. I'm not going to that. Like the failure analysis, like what did you do? What is within your power to control? So again, I deployed and I played my terminators too conservatively. Um, I felt if I moved them out early, then they would get jumped by his Thunderhammer uh, Vanguard vets. Um, and I would lose them and not be able to score Marshall. Uh, but what I realized after the fact was that's why I have Ezekiel there on that side of the board and the Inquisitor. Ezekiel, you know, I can cast a fight last power on those freaking guys. So if they charge the Terminators, they're going to get stomped. So I should have just pushed them out. And whatever the melee threat to them was, just thrown, the, thrown fights last on it. I can't remember if I had the range to do that because right. Vanderg events have a huge threat range. But... I, I don't remember specifically if that was true, but that's what they're supposed to be there for. Um, so I didn't even move them out of the building where they were screening my little command unit until turn four. Where I moved them out. I didn't get them far enough up to touch the center objective. Uh, so I didn't. But on the last turn of the game, I scored like 20-something points because oh, I scored nice. one point for banners at the beginning of my turn, one point for banners at the end of my turn, nine points for Marshall, and 12 points for primary. 68 to 71. Good. So again, super well played game, very technical. Um, a couple of minor things. If I had understood my list a little better, had a couple more reps, I probably could have won that game. Um, no, no complaints here. Thoughts? No, I like that. That that's because um, I was looking at that list. I was like, oh, Raven Guard. Somebody knows something if they're bringing Raven Guard to a tournament like this. Mm-hmm. It's good to know that they were intercessors, uh, or not intercessors, they were successor chapter, because that changes the things a little bit, because people like to take the successors to kind of, and then there's like basically a set set of them that they take. Usually it makes them more punchy, uh, yeah. which is what that guy did. 
The... Yeah, I'm trying to look up something real quick here. Um, so one of the things that caught me off guard about it was, um, hold on a second. So Vanguard Veterans. Um, are, uh, well, so I think they have, I think they hit on twos. Sure, their, their base ballistic skill is two, right? Or weapon skill is two. I'm, I'm looking on Wapiti right now and I cannot find it. I knew I was going to need my codex. So I grabbed it. <laughs> yeah. Weapon Are they skill elites, three. maybe? Weapon skill, Weapon skill three. three. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So with whirlwind with born heroes, they get plus one to hit. So those thunder hammers hit on threes on turn on the turn they charge, and they explode sixes, which is also yep. really good. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Um, and then, so it does a little more, just does a little more work than you think it will, even through transhuman. So I, a couple times I realized I spent a CP transhumaning something that I shouldn't, I just realized that it was gone and there's nothing I could do about that and save the resources. Right. Yeah. Um, so once again, I, I played the, I played the, um, Terminators too conservatively. Uh, and that's probably the only real mistake I made. Um, or if I had... Because if I I, I I kept the Hell Blasters in the tank until turn three, which was the right choice, because otherwise they would get shot. Um, uh, from a movement, that was probably about the only thing I really did wrong. I should have moved them out one turn earlier um, and started pushing up with my Librarian a turn earlier. But like I said, I got max points off Psychic Interrogation. Um, so, yeah. And then the uh, Leviathan uh, and the being able to smoke screen, it's again, saved him from some Eradicators. Uh yeah. Those eradicators do a great job. Uh, AP five is a big number when you're shooting at something that has a three up save. So, uh, yeah. No, I believe it. A three okay. point game ain't nothing to sneeze at. I, yeah, it, it was close. It was close. All right, last game. Uh, this was a gentleman named Salen, uh, who had uh, Tau Sept. Tau Sept Tau. <sighs> this was a frustrating game because as soon as I looked at the list, I knew I was beat. Oh, um, no. There wasn't a lot I could do about it. Uh, so it was mission 22. Uh, so it was, it's again, a it was a slanty to slanty deployment. Five objectives, one in the middle. Um, so he had uh, a commander in Cold Star with just every gun in the world, long strike, uh, some stri strike team, uh, of 10 strike teams, uh, two big crisis blobs uh, with, you know, target locks, uh, missile pods, plasma rifles, and ion blasters, uh, two units of pathfinders, another hammerhead, a devil fish, uh, another crisis commander, an ethereal, another strike team, just every gun in the god dang world. Um, and it's all tau sept, which means he gets one hit, he could reroll one hit or one wound for each unit. Uh, each yeah. turn. So, um, and those drone, the, sh the crisis teams, those freaking drones, man. So, yep. um, the Devilfish and the Pathfinders get a pregame move. Uh, the crisis team uh, gets a buff from the commander or the ethereal, I don't remember which, where they are minus one to hit and they ignore any penalties to hit. So, what is my yeah. primary means of protecting my units? Minus one, to minus hit. one to hit with smoke screen, or minus one to hit for being in a vehicle or being in a in a dense forest. 
ignore it. Don't care. Minus one hit from Ezekiel casting a version on him. Minus one. Don't don't care. Um, okay. So if they break cover, they shoot me. They do a lot of damage because all their stuff, yeah. you know, they get plus one to hit from a marker light. So now they're hitting on threes. Everything hits. You know, all the high value stuff, they're going to reroll a hit and reroll a wound. Because uh, those the hammerheads reroll a hit from the hammerhead targeting relay. They reroll the wound from the towel sept. Um, you know, my other primary defensive metric is the minus one damage on the dreadnoughts. Railguns give zero craps about dreadnoughts. Yeah, just yeah, just cord exactly. right through, right through. Um, and so if they break cover and shoot me, and I shoot them back, so if they shoot me, they do grievous damage. I shoot back, drones die because you have to yes. kill all the drones before the crisis suits die. And those drones are toughness four with a four pinball save and two wounds each. But even though there's eight drones and five crisis suits, for some reason, I don't fully understand this, uh, you have to resolve the wounds against the crisis suit's toughness. Oh, yeah. So I'm shooting all my toughness four, or my strength four and strength five anti-infantry stuff, wounding on fives or fours, but the toughness four drones are dying. Actually, yeah, they weren't no, dying. <laughs> because cause the, your boy rolled like a champion. Um I managed to get my Leviathan into combat after, so I lost the Redemptor and the Repulsor in one turn. Oh, Boom, man. gone. Uh, I got the Leviathan. I healed Leviathan. I got it into combat with his Crisis Commander that was giving out a lot of these buffs uh, under the effect of Righteous Repugnance. Uh, he um, he made four out of five in vulnerable saves, and then uh, zeroed the damage from the fifth one that he failed due to Peace of War here. Fell back, continued Brutal. to do his thug thizzle, and that unit of five, that five man crisis team, just just I killed the drones. I killed like two crisis units with a with Azrael and Ezekiel and a Tech Marine and my assault intercessor squad going in there because the drones can block close combat stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah the the Terminators I br- I pushed out with the Terminators. Um, they I lost three of them due to fire from the Cold Star. Uh, they got into combat with one of his unit with his small crisis team. The drones blocked all their hits, and then they died due to shooting because the crisis suits, crisis suits can shoot in combat. Uh, the only thing I did that was smart was I, on turn one, instead of uh, like throwing the bike squad away, I turbo boosted it uh, or full throttled it to the other side of the board behind cover, uh, contested an objective, and then you know, that his 10-man, like, strike team was run into. And then right. on my on my next turn, moved around and uh, shot and killed and fought the crisis, the strike team, and actually flipped that objective and took it. Um, so that was, like, the only... So using the bikes to actually develop my position instead of trying to get a cheeky early punch on something was probably right. the smartest thing I've done with bike ravenwing bikes in a long time. So... Well, yeah. and that seems to be the thing we keep running into, Heath, is there's the obvious choice to do things, and then there's the pro-gamer move choice. And yeah. and I know I fall into the the easy choice sometimes, but I am working on getting into the more pro-gamer move. And, it, and with bikes, it really is that they're there, and you just want to rev it and gun it, and it's like, that's not what they do. That's not you what gotta, they're for. It's not a you got to resist the urge to yell yeet and just go. Um, use them to develop your position. Uh you know, maybe pushing if it's a if it's a non-durable army, 
like, like I said, all the value is in the crisis suits and the, and the, and the tanks, like two space Marine attack bikes are, can handle 10 Tau Christ, you know, strike warriors. Yeah. And they did. Um, so I pushed over there. I gave him something else to worry about instead of focusing everything on my main combat blob. Um, that was, so that was, that was the right play. Hopefully I can, I can, you know, do more of that. Um, so yeah, that was, that did not go well. Uh, it was, it was not great. Uh, yeah, it was 83 to 43. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And if he Bruh. had painted his army, he would have been 93. So yeah. Cause, cause he had a bunch of stuff that was just primed. So oh, it was, yeah. So it was not a great showing, but let's see, I looked at it and I said, I, I've only ever played Tau once because we just don't have any Tau players on one. Right. We got like one. So I was uh, so he had he was in a high information matchup. I was in a low information matchup. Um, not much I can do about that. So other than try and learn Tau better and figure out how to deal with crisis suits, um, I, I'm thinking that actually the Ravenwing probably would have done better because I've got a speed advantage uh, and I've got a lot of you know assault cannon a lot of assault cannons. Uh, will probably you have the right profile to kill those drones. Yeah. So wow. and multi melters can hit and kill uh, his um his tanks. So yeah, I know when I get a chance, I'll have a good chance to uh, work on Tuck. Is this guy that's on the 40k team that I'm playing with this next year? He was the guy that he was playing Tau in the pre ninth ed codex where he was like, Oh, and 40 for like several months where he just was grinding game, like two, three games a day and just getting murdered, getting murdered, getting mm-hmm. murdered. And then mm-hmm. he got his new codex. He went and played the team tournament Adepticon and he just roasted every, like every, every team that walked to the table. They're like, all right, let's on Let's see this list. Oh, you have a Tau player. Oh, well, I guess two of us are going to have to just lose then. And that's basically what happened for two days. Uh, yeah. But I didn't, I only, the only game I won that whole weekend was when I played with our Tau player. So basically, if you, outside of that one game, the other two guys got to win, but whoever had to play the Tau guy just, they, I mean, he was, a, he's a cool guy and they were having a good time yucking it up. But I mean, he just walked out there and murdered everything. Abaddon's. Thunder Cav, everything. Thunder Wolf Cav, like whoever he played, he just murdered. Yo, and people were not looking forward to that. Like crazy. Like his yeah. turn two shooting phase literally took 40 minutes. Yo, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Because and he was he wasn't slow. He's a yeah. he's going. He was sweating. Just yep. just just I'm shooting this, I'm shooting this, I'm shooting this, I'm doing this, I'm shooting this. I'm like Bro, I'm gonna get a drink. Just yeah. let me know. Saves. Um I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go to the cooler, I'll be right back. Uh Oh man, yeah. So I need to work. I need to learn more about Tau. I need to work on that matchup. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I do want to. I said I think the Green Wing, like, so Hellblasters would be good to it too, right? Mid strength, high AP, high volume of fire can can kick it to two damage. Um, every single matchup this tournament, some way to affect invul saves would have been valuable, uh, and yeah. I did not bring that. So um, I've I've got some stuff I've been thinking about. Um, you know, I was going to mention that we're an hour and a half in, so maybe we can talk about it some other time. Uh, because we're running low, oh, yeah. we're we're running short, but but yeah, so yeah, um, jump pack probably... librarian with uh, Null with Zone. Zone. I know that's a thing. I've seen it done. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It has happened to me, yeah. and it's brutal. But I was thinking about that the other day. It's like you could have reliquary, and you could do that. It's a thing. I was actually thinking about. Um, I was actually thinking about uh, a Phobos librarian with Null Zone and Lord yep. of the Seat. But um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So. Yeah, 
All right. Well, thank you, Heath, for going out and getting uh, those tournament results for us. Uh, because uh, the last one wasn't really results. It was it was data. I don't know know if I'd call it results, but yeah, that works out. It gives us something more because I finally got to play two (laughs) games in Nephilim a couple two weeks ago, and I basically made it to turn two both games before I realized that like there was no way for me to win. And I was just like, you know what? I'll Mm. just want this other guy showed up to play. I don't want to sit here and lose. Like, I don't want to take your fun away if you just want to sit here and kill me. And I I understand like I'm not going to do that to somebody like. I understand, you know, it's my turn to take my licks. But I was like, with this other guy, you know, I haven't played him in a while, like a couple, like over a year, basically. He's here. He brought his army. And if we sit here and play, uh, the store will close by the time we're done. And he'll have not got a chance to play. So can I just concede and re-rack and play this guy? And this other dude's like, yeah, dude, it's cool. So right. I got to, and basically in two turns, I learned what, everything I needed to learn. Uh, and the thing I basically got out of it, and I think I talked about this previously, is I think there's some play in three-man Terminator command squads with two Thunder Hammers and Storm Shields, and then a guy with Lightning Claws, uh, and having I can a, see that. a little sub-200 point trade piece that blocks for characters, because the problem I keep running into, and uh, the guy's the captain on my team, he keeps trying, he's been trying out those lists, uh, Chris, is there, is there is a big crutch with Terminators, and there's this big desire to bring a bunch of them, and there is a point where that you what Alan was talking about, like there is a point where it's like you have to go all in or you don't do it at all. And I'm trying to find yeah. sort of a point where I don't have to go all in, but I still have enough that make people think about them. And when I do have them, I can go hit I can hit some things pretty hard if I have to. And that's sort of what I got out of those two games. I think um, I think for this green wing style list move, if I had to do it again, I would probably drop the repulsor uh, and maybe take an impulser to keep the Hellblaster safe and then mm-hmm. fill out the rest of those points with another unit of Terminators. Um, because having the Terminators, like two trade Terminator pieces uh, would have been, would have been yeah. very valuable. Um, so, so yeah, 110 points for an impulser to keep the Hellblaster safe. Absolutely worth it. I think because you can move, sh- move, jump, sh- uh, jump, dump out. That'll increase their, their, you know, tactical value significantly if you can put them next to the right R at the right time, which you can't always do when they're getting out statically. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I needed ten, like five to 10 more Terminators in this list. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I probably would have had a, probably a better result in a couple of places because I could have played a little bit more aggressively and still kept some safety, <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. And the repulsor didn't do that much that like some other stuff couldn't do. Uh, I didn't need, so like I've had some good luck with the repulsor into airplane lists. It's like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. hey, you've got a, you've got an airplane over there on the other side of the board. Oh, it's minus one to hit. Oh, that's cute. Guess what? Yeah. I'm plus two to hit and that thing is freaking dead. It's gone. Yep. Just, just, yep. boom. So yeah. Um, I like but, that. All right. Well, we're going to move into the main segment here, which Heath and I kind of had a little discussion. We decided we're going to do a little bit of a year in review since it's the last episode of the year. And we actually did quite a bit this year. So one of the things that we were going to talk about, was, this is we've been talking about it, is we both got some tournaments in. I had one back in the spring, uh, my buddy Chris's place, which uh, was before his unfortunate accident where he lost his store in his apartment. So it was the last like big event he had there. And mm-hmm. I was glad I was good to be there and play because that place has some great memories and everyone that was a part of that time period, it was good. I also got a video, so if you go look in the 
and down to the channel, you'll actually see it. It's back in like March or so. There was a, there's a video I did where I was sort of the classic thankless wargaming travel video, which is the original intent behind the site before he and I really got into doing this podcast. Uh, we had three interviews as opposed to one in 2021. We interviewed Thomas Ogden and then we didn't do another one until February. We had Adam Camilleri on. We actually had Adam Camilleri on twice. Twice. And, yeah. The first yeah. son of the first Legion himself. Yep. I actually and... met him at Adepticon after we did that first interview. So like, it was pretty <laughs> nice. cool that saw him and met him. Uh, so, uh, we had Charlie Andre on after Adam. So haven't met Charlie yet, but he's kind of in the area. So I'll probably meet him. Maybe I'll yeah, see him I think Adepticon. he's, uh, he's based out of Minnesota. I think he's another Vikings fan. So yeah. So he'll probably, so, yeah, I think it's within Adepticon. spit distance for you. Yep. And then, uh, he'll be, uh, and then Alan, that'll be Alan Percival. That'll be the, the big one being in Peterborough. So we'll see. We'll see about that one. Yeah, I mean it's possible, but I and not, Ness Wilson came over here with Tyranids. So that's true. Knows? That's true. Knows? I'm not getting over to England uh, for a while again. That'll be another. Yeah. You, you do know, get to do that I, though. I, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the wife cred to do that for at least three yeah. or four more years. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. So you hear this out, and you got to come here. Uh, yep. we, we both got be- guest bedrooms. Uh, Heath's is probably a lot nicer. Hey man, uh, Hawaii. <laughs> just saying, Hawaii. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely a lot nicer than cold Midwestern Indiana that I'm living in right now. Uh, so yeah, he's got to go overseas make the make the pilgrimage. We saw a lot of the new plastic kerosene models with the Terminators. The Terminators being a lot more prevalent now. Yeah, easier yeah, to access. They're a lot more accessible now. Yeah, they are half the price what they used to be. And used the to be it cost you, yeah, eighty bucks to get five on the secondary market. Yeah, eighty to a hundred. Yeah. Uh, now it's 80 bucks for a box of 10. Um, yeah. well, so this Leviathan, like I needed that arm, the, the yeah. siege drill arm for Leviathan. Uh, cause like I've been using a arm. I chopped off an armature warglaive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. I was like, no, I'm going to, so I went to the store, bought a plastic Leviathan, just took that one arm. Yep. Um, so yeah, which I mean, the yeah, other I mean, stuff. I will do other things with that in the dreadnought in the future. Like it's not like I went and spent eighty bucks right. for one single arm, um, even though I did. But, but yeah. So, yeah, no, there's there's room for lots of leviathans everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and I think probably the big thing you and I have been adding to this as we've been talking here, uh, and this comes from the meta watch section. If you've been listening at the beginning of the year, there was always seemed to be a dark angel list somewhere. We're now to the end of twenty twenty two. And the only real Space Marine lists you're seeing are Blood Angels lists, or if we were talking about the Space Wolves and that Raven Guard list, things that are emulating Blood Angels style lists where it's jump packs and it's all super fast and it's yeah, all stuff it's, that Dark Angels players it, can't take because it's Vanguard vets and things like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's heavy speed. Cavalry or jump packs, yeah. uh, high damage. Um, and unfortunately, bikes are just really like... Man, I... I I wish that I wish that Black Knights were that unit. They're yeah. they're just not. AP minus one just doesn't do it. I need a Thunder Hammer. Right? Exactly, I need yeah. I need something. Um you know chain swords and the Thunder Hammer on a regular bike squad. I've got some built. Um I'm I'm gonna try it, but I don't think it's there because you just don't have enough attacks. You don't have enough yeah. stuff that can tr- make that happen. Um so, yeah, especially in Armor Contempt, AP1 combat weapons just don't just don't get business done. So um, I have seen some rumors 
about potential changes to the Space Marine Codex uh, for the next data slate. I saw those too. Uh, I th- think I heard they were fake, yeah. though. But that's that's cool why I said the rumors were. preface it. Um, I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes, but maybe we'll have something to talk about in January. So I'm 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 ready yeah. about it. And speaking of data slates, I think the fact that we've gone from having sort of a year round meta to an every six month meta. We saw our command points get cut in half, which made us make some real serious decisions about what characters, what character combos we yeah. want in our lists. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's um, it's got it's got to be a trade off. Like there yeah. needs to be there needs to be a value proposition for stuff that you do in this game. Uh, you either take a bunch of warlord traits or relics to make your army passively more efficient, or you leave a couple points for something in the beginning. Um, but yeah, yeah, like the CP, yeah. So it, it's it, it has. We were all kind of poo-pooing it at first, but it has changed the way you play, and it's honestly yeah. changing for the better, probably because you look at the the versatility and the variety, or sorry, the diversity of what lists there are in Nephilim, and it's way better than it was the first half yeah. of this year. So that is that is for sure been a positive change. So um, one thing I want to point out is that the fact that we do balance status slates and they are. Mm-hmm. I think we're to the point where we can actually call them reliable. They happen. It's not a surprise. Um, right. Which was five years ago, not a thing. It was exactly. not a thing. Um, even a couple years ago, the fact that like, so GW said, hey, we are going to release a FAQ two weeks after Codex drop. And then, you know, a big look, you know, spring, big look, fall. And those happened within a month or so of the advertised target. But before 2017, before 8th edition, this never happened. Like, you got one FAQ every year, maybe two, and they didn't answer actual questions. They just, like, answered cheesy stuff that some five-year-old kid texted in. Uh, (laughs) And they didn't didn't balance the game. So um, I think we're to the point now where we can actually call, you know, the game, once again, Balance is a strong kind of right. loaded and charged word, right? Um, it's probably better to call it actively managed, right? They're, they're, yeah, that's fair. You know, yeah. They're pruning, right? They're, they're, they're looking at it. They're controlling it. Um, we're getting not just the data slate, but we're getting, you know, some of the design, pro, you know, propositions behind it uh, from, you know, the interviews that they put out, that the studio puts out uh, when they say, here's what we're looking at, right? Here's the stats. Here's the information that we're making our decisions based on. Transparency is great for the game, right? Yeah. So, so that's 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 good. I want to see more of that. Um, that is what's gonna you know, once again, the, the reliability and the predictability is what's gonna keep people coming back to this, knowing that hey, if my army sucks right now, it's probably not going to in the future. Like Necron players were kind of down, <laughs> it, yeah. probably at the the end of uh, the end of 2020 or sorry, beginning of 2021, end of, end of 2021. Man, they're in a great spot right now. Holy God! Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, and the fact that like the the amount of changes that they are willing to make, right? They're willing to make wholesale changes to core mechanics on those data slates, uh, which is which is which is fantastic. Which well, is fantastic. And, and thinking about Necrons, think about the secondary game where they just said, "Here's the secondaries for everybody. It's all this," and it to, overnight took Necrons from being a zero to a hero. And then for oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then so for fun. us, it's it's basically the opposite because the over defiance went from being, uh, you know, being able to do something we could do in our deployment zone with ten terminators with thunderhammers and storm shields, and we just score fifteen every turn to, 
oh, you mean I have to put something outside my, I actually have to move on top of it, and there's very, or I have to start with scout units that don't have thunder hammers and storm shields. Uh, And then they got rid of stranglehold and to the last, and so that that non-interactive deathwing list that you saw in the spring that was pushing 80, 90 points every game just for existing, yeah, I mean it's gone. It's gone, and it's not yeah. coming back unless something like those secondaries come back. Which I think, based on how often they were taken by other armies and what the game looked like when you did that, they're it's they're not they're not bringing them back. So that is something well, that that, but it's not something to cry about too much because they're you know people are looking. I mean, they tried with the last data slate to try and make shock assault better, and it hasn't worked out the way they wanted. Um, but it doesn't mean they're not going to try it. I mean, they're they're obviously trying to be like, okay, we don't want you to sit around and do nothing as a Space Marine player. We want you to go out and interact with the other army, but uh, we we need to do something other than what we've done. And uh, that's what so I'm looking forward to for the next. Episode. Think about it. Think about it like this. Um, I think one. I think one of the things I said on one of our first episodes was that um, it's very difficult to balance a game yeah. if you don't control the win condition. What is the win condition? The win condition is the victory point system. And for the longest time, 40K was played competitively with a set of rules that GW did not write and did not control. Right. So now that in 9th edition, they have brought all that stuff in-house, it's another lever that they can pull to balance the game. Arguably the most important one, how you score the points. Exactly. <laughs> so... If I like if something is overperforming or underperforming, I don't have to make gross sweeping changes to their point value. I can just tweak the way they change points. Right? Tweak the way they score right. points. I don't have to change, you know, like invalidate the models that you bought. I can just make your army score points a little less efficiently or more efficiently. Yeah. So it's another very important mechanism by which you can adjust the game balance. So, and I think that's probably. In my opinion, that is the most important thing that has happened in ninth edition, right? That's why this game feels better, at least to me. There are yeah. people that don't. That's fine. You got you, you do you, man. But I'm willing to wager if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably you're probably on the side that you know that ninth edition is a fun game to play. So yeah, this is it's eighth and ninth has been the most fun I've had playing 40k probably ever. I would agree because I've, I've also played it the most. Yeah. So fifth, well, fifth yeah. edition, I played I played third edition. Who knew it was going to happen? Right, yeah. it was wacky. Right, um, I played fifth edition, and once again, kind of wacky. The game was wasn't as complex, and because it wasn't as complex, it didn't have as much variety. Every Space Marine chapter felt pretty much like every other Space Marine chapter. But now, even though you're using the same models and the same data sheets, Ultramarines, you know, Raven Guard. Uh, salamanders they all feel completely different they have completely different play styles they have different objectives uh they have different tactics and that is as it should be and that very much reflects you know what the fluff of the game is so so and like eldar like eldar used to be just like well i've got really good guns and i move fast right but now like the eldar mechanics with the fate dice like you feel like you know you're you know reaching into the future and finding the thing that you want and willing it into existence and saying, I've got, oh, look, I found a strand of fate that makes me charge better. Boom, there you go. I'm going to charge better this turn. Like, pff, that's awesome. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we got, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. If, if 2023 yeah. brings 10th edition, which the usual three-year edition cycle has true, 
I got nothing but uh, I got nothing but hope. Space Marine 2.0 or just a new 10th edition <laughs> Space Marine book uh, to go with this. Yeah, data that's kind of how it works usually. Yeah. Or we yeah. get hit with a Space Marine 2.0 followed by 10th edition in the 10th edition Space Marine book. And they hit us with a double whammy in the wallet. So get ready I'll for buy that the books. One I don't too. care. That's fine. I got money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, looking at also at the year uh, 2022, we have the Hobby Challenge, which... Um, the clear winner this year going into this final month uh, is Heath at $165 to my 105 and that's because there was that one month where you just Hold on. tore it up Heath just completely how did I get to like I thought it was $10 a month <laughs> like how did I well how did I get well, 30% over <laughs> what? well because there was that one month where you painted like almost over a thousand points worth of models oh or, you could like, like, you normally right. we're supposed to do like a unit. Like, it's like we do a unit. And then there was the one month where you're like, I'm going to do eradicators and I'm going to do this five man squad of trains. And I'm going to, and you did like four or five things. And I'm like, well, it wasn't $10 per unit. It was like, it's like $10 yeah. for, co- oh, yeah, all right. That's what it was. That's if what that's I ended what, up doing that, because I was that's like, that's what you want to do. <laughs> okay. I'll I mean, take it, but I mean, I just thought that was fair compared to what you did. I was like, you know, I painted like a couple of guys. I'm like, yeah, there's my 10 points. And he's like, here's my army. And I'm like, behold. And I'm like, oh, God. I I worked my butt off that month to get all that stuff done. I really did. did. Yeah. Now, this month, I'm kind of, we we forgot to add with Alan because that was a really long podcast. Uh, Yeah. We forgot, so we just kind of defaulted to backlog. Now I'm probably because I'm from with my work. I've been putting in twelve hour shifts. I'm in the middle of like a 10, 11 day straight work thing right now. So like the fact that I actually found time to work on stuff this month, I find amazing. Especially since we're also podcasting early, so I had less time than I normally do to get stuff done. Mm. But I got my my four. I kind of started these last months. This was sort of part of the backlog, but I got four. Space Marine guys, I, I bought in a collection. I don't remember if it's eBay or off a guy from the old game store. You know, somebody just wanted to hear them. But I hacked and sawed on these guys, added bits, um, got the chain okay. swords, popped shoulder pads off, did a bunch of stuff to make them Ravenwing. And I got them done in the last couple weeks. And, and I'm kind of happy with the fact that I managed to get these okay. guys done. I didn't have enough back banners to do the back banner bit. But I, I, you know, I got like the little Raven Wing thing on the front of the bike, and I got shoulder pads and things on. You know, you can get back banners from Pop Goes the Monkey. Yeah. Yeah, little feather I, banners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw the. I was looking at those the other day because I was talking to my brother. We moved in about there being uh, Mongol uh, space marines because he's ethnically Tatar, and so like they're one of the Mongol horde tribes. So I was like, you could have like mm-hmm. space marines that are like your people, and he was like, nah. And I'm like, uh huh, it's a thing. And they're uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, and- if you haven't made these, dude, get some get some chain swords on these biker guys because they look way more dynamic and a lot more interesting when you put a chain sword on them than if they're just two guys just sort of riding a bike. So I highly recommend that to people. Um, if you have spare outriders. Uh, outrider chain swords are really dynamic and they actually fit yes. those bikes. So, yeah. oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, we I've go. done that in the past. So, um, I don't have my stuff to hand because it's still packed up from the, the vacation, the trip I went on this weekend. But, um, nice. So, I, uh, okay, so it wasn't a backlog, but I bought and painted a new Primaris Tech Marine. Um, for backlog, I, uh, I, 
I, I painted uh, a I, bunch. I started of... working on those too. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take a picture and send them to you. Um, and I painted we'll a bunch it. of chain fists for my relic terminators. Um, and so not the terminators themselves, just the chain fists, and I magnetized them. Uh, and I painted the uh, the weapons for my Leviathan Dreadnought because I, I had the storm cannons before, so I I painted new weapons for them for this tournament. I'm trying to think what else I did. Um, no, that's it. <laughs> so, that's yeah. it. So yeah, that's it. All right. So you you are the champion of 2020, hobby champion of 2022, Heath. All uh, right. Do we have? Um, I know it. I'm getting a bunch of stuff for Christmas because I bought it for myself, and then but my parent, but the box is going to say Santa, so it'll be like that meme where the it's like you bought this for yourself. It says it clearly says from Santa. It clearly says from Santa. Don't you throw that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. So yeah. um, um, so I've got an Age of Darkness box coming from Santa that so I was thinking going into January, you know, what if we got something for Christmas, we could work on it because I know I uh, that seems fair. I don't know if I'm going to get anything for Christmas. OK, if no one else gets me something for Christmas, Santa will get me something for Christmas. I'll put, exactly. put it that. Um, I'm going to Santa yeah, podcast. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going uh, back to, you know, my 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 hometown for for Christmas, uh, which is the da- which is Dallas Fort Worth, Texas, uh, and the GW HQ in Tex in North America is in Grapevine. Uh, so I'm go. gonna go hit up and play at the at the Citadel, um, which is not Warhammer World, unfortunately. But I'll probably grab something there if there's anything Forge World I'm looking at. I don't know, maybe a freaking Scorpius. Well, I guess they're plastic now. Yeah. I've always wanted a Whirlwind Scorpius though. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, I'll find out what happens. My brother-in-law, uh, you know, plays, so maybe, I don't know what he's, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but, uh, that's the plan. So yeah, well, I guess for next month, we'll, if there's anything that comes up for Christmas, we'll see if we can paint that. That seems reasonable. Amazing. Um, I guess my biggest thing will be getting it primed because it might be like negative 10. <laughs> I'll bro, see how much I can get, get there. You... <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, finally, do you, do you have room last... for do you have room for an air do you have room to get an airbrush? Uh, that that's on the table I'm for you. My, it's more so than it's ever been in the past because there is a window yeah. in this room right in front of me that I might be able to do some stuff with. I just got to get the hood and things like that. So, yeah. Okay. But right. yeah, no, it's definitely more doable than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to All look right. into that in 2023. All right, so looking at our final community comments for 2022. Uh, we had a month where there were none, and then this last month, it got wild. And so we're going to try and try and look at, yeah, there are some of these that are a little wild, and a lot of these we've already answered with like in the big check chain. So go back to like last month's episode and just read all the comments because there's a bunch of them in there. Uh, which last month episode was the most interaction and the most viewed podcast we've ever done? Period. So so props to Alan for giving us the amplification. Yep. Thanks, bro. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Alan. That that was yep. amazing. So looking at some of these here, we got Jamie Turner was saying, just getting into Dark Angels, and this has been really insightful. Great chat, guys. We'll definitely watch in the future. So, Jamie, hope you're here. And Welcome aboard. Here, and we're glad that you're part of the First Legion. We got Patrick Abrams. Let's go Deathwing. Love to see it, guys. All right, so he was a big fan of Alan. Um, Rabies sent us a block of text about his terminate. It basically comes down to how do I mix my Terminators? What's the proper mix? And... Alan went into a very in-depth discussion, so please refer to last month's episode 
to look at yeah, rabies. That's, that's great. Very we're getting some talk. We're, we're getting some real value in the conversation on this in the comments on this on that uh, on that episode. So uh, definitely go take a look at it. It's worth it. Yeah, and this is not to diminish anything you said. It's just he's mentioned earlier. We're trying to get this done because it's after eleven, and I have to be up at six to go uh, vendor yeah. a Sam's Club uh, and try and beat a giant snow blizzard that's coming uh, in the afternoon. But thank you for that very insightful answer. And if you want to see the responses, go check out last month's episode. Uh, Kyle Davis said that was a fun episode. Thank you, Kyle. We had fun recording it. Uh, then we have. Uh, D Edwards seven eight one. Unless I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, Deadwards. Deadwards hey, also what works. Do I, know? <laughs> so. I mean, it works. Unless I'm missing something, the hit modifier can be a plus one, a minus one of uh, max of one. And this is where we get into like the. This is one of those questions about stacking, where like where you build yeah. a stack, sort of like magic, where yes, you can only ever have a max of plus one minus one, but it's not like fights first, fight slots, where you can only go so far and you can't stack them. Uh, this you can like you could have plus three and then a, pl- a minus one so you end up at a total of plus two but it only counts as a plus one so it's right yeah and there's a again refer back alan does a really good breakdown in the comments of last month's episode you can see yep. that there too yeah ultimately uh, you but, gotta you gotta add the stack up with all effects and then it's capped at plus one minus one right but, right yeah. and then this is a guy he was super excited to hear about matt follows saying love the content would comment more but binging your channel as I drive across the country. So thank you, Matt, for listening to us as you drive across the country. Keep posting. Uh, Heath was very impressed when I told him that like, wow, you that's had a, posted this. I am, yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> well done, sir. And then WG says, thanks for sharing your photos. Good episode. Yep. And that's something else that's happened to the podcast where I've got some better mm-hmm. editing software this year, got a little bit more technically gifted it getting things in because people have been asking, hey, can you put the list in? And Heath and I have been working on trying to find ways to make yeah. sure people can actually see it. I might have to go to some back to my graphics guy, get some better graphics, you know, look into that in 2023. Yeah, well, I think in 2023, uh, we'll probably try and see if we can uh, step the production value up a little bit more. You know, we're two years yeah. in, um, yeah, and ho- hopefully you're right, we've we've demonstrated our, our, I don't know, our stability. You know, we're going to be here and do this for a while. So, um, you know, we'll try and we'll try and bring listeners more value. Uh, with some of the lists, maybe some of the some of that kind of tech. So, yeah, here's come. Uh, if you got any suggestions, uh, or if you you know have skills along those lines, uh, said you know um, uh, Bailey's uh, you know, you know Bailey's line, profession does not line up towards video editing and, and that kind of stuff. No. Mine doesn't either. <laughs> so we're just kind of doing this as we go. Uh, so uh, if you got something some value to add uh, or interested in helping pr- production or editing, please let us know because uh, yeah. it generally takes us on average, you know, a week to two to get these things turned around uh, because we suck at it. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, um, it's a hobby. I'm not going to lie yeah. to everybody. And I, I don't try to like, yeah. this is a hobby. And if it doesn't feel like I'm having fun while I'm doing it, it's like, um, I'm not going to, which is going to do it because I don't want to, but hundred like, percent the right way to do business. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to keep this as a hobby because yeah. that's what it is. It's not paying my bills. And I, I, I like playing the video. I like doing this, but yeah, no, that, definitely that's some why there's a drag it's why it's only once a month because i don't have i mean it's it's paint models or work on a video and it's like you know sometimes it is you get past that it starts to really really eat at your time so um that's where that's where we're at that's where we're right now but anyway um thank you for all those wonderful comments keep flooding the comment box we love it it's a great time and we love getting to give you shout out at the end of the episode so any final thoughts here at the end of uh 
end of 2023 Heath? 2023 um, 2022 well uh no just uh you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep on going so um, Merry Christmas, Mele Kalikimaka, Haoli Makahiko, Happy New Year. Yeah, same from here. So, thank you all for listening to this month's episode of The Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast. Our next episode will come out in the year 2023. So, get excited for that. Uh, please subscribe, like, and comment below if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on your preferred podcasting service. And last but not least, we'd like to thank Purple Planet for the use of their music. Until next time, I'm Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Uh, oh yeah, that's me. And this is Heath from Team Tier War Hawaii. Stay loyal, angels. <laughs> <laughs>